Welcome back to Bombs Away, the Ask Me Anything spinoff of the Photobomb podcast. My name is Gary Hughes, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Mr. Boo Ray Perry. What's up, Boo? Good. Hey. Oh, oh, you threw me off. You said, what's up? And I was expected, how you doing? So I was all prepared with the good, see, and you said, what's up? And I said, good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that where somebody, like, asks you a question, and you're expecting to say that, but then you mix the word? Uh, who is it? Uh, uh, Brian Regan, the comedian, has a great bit about when he starts to say, see you later, but thinks so long. And so he goes, see you long, see you long, see you long, <laughs> see you long. And then you're like, what the? I did that uh, at Imaging USA this year uh, on one of the videos for Imaging, um, late, uh, Imaging USA. I think I was thinking, um, uh, we'll see you later. But I said, I don't know what it was, but I combined two things at the end of the... Yeah, it, it's, it's actually in our Imaging USA wrap-up episode, yeah, which right. is just a few yeah. episodes It's ago. extremely embarrassing when you do it. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with Bombs Away, this isn't our regularly scheduled episode. This is where we take our listener feedback and specific questions about literally anything, and we will answer them no matter what it is. You want to know what type of shampoo Bure uses? That's great. You want to know what type of uh, underwear I wear? It's none. Uh, that's fine. You can ask those, and we will address them here on Bombs Away. So without any further ado, I want to get to a little bit of feedback on this last episode that we did. In this last All episode, right. Bure, right. you recommended... Uh, an episode of Goop. Yes, required viewing. I, I feel it should be required, like the CDC should mandate that everyone watch this episode of Goop with your loved ones, like your kids and your mother. You should watch this episode of Goop. Okay, so uh, if, if you want to he head back and listen to that, that's fine. But it's basically, it's about female sexuality. And so Shannon writes in, on our suggestion, my hubby and I thought we would check out the Goop episode. While we were alone in the house at the time, we do have lots of windows, so our TV screen is viewable by any of our quarantining neighbors <laughs> who decide not to take a stroll on a beautiful afternoon. I think you know where I'm going with this. Needless to say, <laughs> we abruptly turned it off and are waiting a letter from our HOA. I just, I love the idea. They're just like, like there's suddenly a, a mad dive for the remote. You're like, oh, oh whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where's the and you know modern tvs don't have like a big button on them you can turn them off either so, where's the button throwing a blanket over the monitor alexa alexa, alexa, turn on alexa! The <laughs> you, you should really be able to set up a tv with like a, a passcode like a, like an emergency word that shuts everything down yes. in a second so alexa knows if it hears the word muskrat yes. it shuts everything off immediately and goes yes. to like a screensaver that would yeah. be i need that on my, i need that on my computer screen and and the the word to shut everything down would be who is it so the <laughs> So then one of my children knocks on my door to my office. Who is it? Vroom, the whole computer is shut. I don't know what I'm looking at, but I don't want my kids to see it. So uh, the uh, no, see what it is, is my wife would knock on the door to the office. Hi, honey. What are you watching? And my password would be ghost protocol and ghost protocol. And so if she says, no, no, Mission Impossible ghost protocol. It's a great movie, but ghost protocol is the word to shut it go. down. So, uh, yeah. So thanks Shannon for writing in. That's, that's good stuff. Guys, draw your, draw your shades. 
if you're going to watch a TV show about female sexuality that's very explicit. Now, Regina writes in, because uh, we talked about uh, she had written to you for the last episode. She says, I was washing chicken eggs when I put this show on, and I dropped one and made a mess all over my bare feet. Thanks for the laughter, and not just in the beginning, but all the way through. Starkey is my maiden name. We had a little debate about how Facebook displays those. I actually retained my maiden name legally because it was associated with my wedding venue for many years before the marriage. I also, honest to goodness, live on Starkey Town Road. Beeler is the last name of my husband, a true outdoorsman, and the reason for hearing the show music on the fishing channel, because our our intro music was used on a uh, an outboard motor right, ad. Right. I have I have I have two things here. First of all, first of all, chicken eggs. She she had to she had to qualify that they were chicken eggs. What other eggs might you be washing in your kitchen? I mean, I've never have you have you ever she could have an she could have an emu chicken eggs in your life. It's just they're just eggs, right? It's like when somebody says, uh, "My wife always says plane flight." Like when she's talking about a flight instead of just a flight, like, oh, we're, we got a plane flight. As opposed to the other flights, like, like a rocket flight. <laughs> As opposed to the helicopter or the dirigible that we're right. going to use or the, tre- right. or the trebuchet that we're going to be catapulted out of. What other types of eggs is she washing in her kitchen that she needs to point out between the two? I, I think that'll be another story. But hey, thank you, Regina, for all your, I'm not your done inspiration. Yet. Oh, dang it. Now I got something else. Go ahead. <laughs> There's another thing. And I say this because this actually came up today because I was commenting on you on uh, on uh, what you call what you call F- the uh, Facebook? no 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 YouTube no. the Twitters Reddit we were commenting on the, I was commenting on the Twitter who somebody had posted talking about the maiden name thing someone had posted that they were just about to get their PhD and that their husband had asked them if they were going to get it in his if she was going to get it in his name instead of right I think I did see this on your Twitter. And um, this is something I've been interested in for a long time because uh, many years ago I had a friend of mine who at lunch was uh, was proudly saying that when if, whenever the day came that she did get married that she would not take her husband's name because she was not going to give up her name for her husband's name. Why should she give up her name? And I suggested, and she didn't appreciate my suggestion, but I think it's valid. I think it's absolutely valid. I suggested that it's possible that the reason your maiden name is so important to you is because you grew up in a family where everyone in your family had the same last name. It's you, it's because right. it's really not your name. It's your father's name. Right. And you, you hold it so dear and then maybe not, but possibly one of the reasons you hold it so dear is because it's my dad's name and my mom's name and my brothers and sisters names. It's my name. But the reason it's your name is because your mother made the sacrifice of giving up her name and taking your father's name so that you would all have the same name. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just saying, if you are a person who has a debate over whether or not to give up your maiden name, it's something to consider that in not giving up your maiden name, is it possible you're denying your children a little bit of the name pride that you had growing up? Maybe not. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but it is it is something to think about. Sure. I, ultimately, I just don't think it it matters. I, I, I like, don't think it's just it's just narcissism. I don't think any kid. I don't think any kid who grows up with you know with you know my dad is one name and my mom is a hyphenated name or or her maiden name. I don't think that kid grows up with any problems because he, his parents don't. You know, I don't. I don't think that's the case at all. That's just the way it is. I'm sure they would just get used to it. But but if you wonder why you're so attached to your name, you know, it might be because everyone in your family had the same name and that gives it more permanence. 
And much like everything that you say, Bure, it's fascinating, uh, it's poignant, <laughs> it's well thought out, and we're all smarter for having listened to you. But ultimately, a complete waste of time to, to think about. <laughs> as, as most things that, that come out of most people's mouths. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So let's get to these awesome, awesome questions that we got from a few people today. We have a, um, a, a question from Rebecca writes in, and she's obviously someone who watches your YouTube channel. And by the way, if you don't follow Bure Perry on YouTube, he has an excellent YouTube channel where he makes some great videos that are no nonsense, no long intros, no... That you get from a lot of other commentators. I like your channel. Well, and the it. intro, I've been called out on the intros because the intros are like, okay, here's my podcast. Here's my YouTube channel. Yeah, but it's like 10 seconds. Right, right. And you can scan through whatever you want. What anyway. I don't have is the opening graphic and montage uh, music. and Yeah, because I'm with you 100% on that. I can't stand it when I'm like, I'm go to a video and first it's like, do, 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 Bob Productions presents Bob's video number two. No, just get to it. If it's a tutorial, I want it to get straight to the right. business. If it's a commentary, I don't mind right. a little bit of the flair and personality right. of the right. commentator. But if it's a tutorial and I don't care who you are, just teach me the stuff. Just teach me the stuff. Anyway, so Rebecca writes in, does Bure use an upscale webcam for his YouTube videos and do the benefits translate to Skype and such? I use the uh, Logitech, uh, top of the line Logitech webcam. Don't you have this webcam? Didn't you order it? I have the same one and I'm using it literally right, right now. And I will, I actually What's have it called? A it's link. like a $75 webcam. And uh, it's yeah, it's 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 about seventy or eighty bucks. I I will pull up the. I should have had this ready, but I yeah. didn't. I use it. Yes, I use it for my YouTube videos. Um, now I'm currently about to start working, hopefully, on a new series of videos that will be more in depth uh, photography concepts and so forth. And I will be filming those with my 5D Mark III. Uh, and but um, my web, but for stuff at my desk, yeah, that webcam works great. You don't have to have a like it's a, a Logitech C920 HD webcam. I have the yeah. same one bought on your recommendation. The great thing about it, um, compared to like your eyesight camera or something built into your your laptop, is that um, the the picture quality tends to be a little better on the noise ratio. It's usually a little more low light capable, and it runs on a pretty long USB cable, so you can actually position it differently to make your videos more interesting so instead of just staring at the camera and looking up because it's on top of your screen you can actually kind of put it around to the side or put it in a place that might actually give your video a slightly better production value and i find that the picture quality definitely translate to um skype and stuff even though most of those get down rest like 720p or even 480p it's still going to give you better results than most built-in webcams unless that's a really high-end built-in right. webcam which most of them just they just aren't. Right. And not only that, it also has a microphone on this Logitech that d gives you a better sound than you would get from just using your speaker, your computer's built-in microphone. However, I don't use that microphone. I use a uh, Blue Yeti uh, internet microphone for recording the show and any other audio that I do. So uh, anyway, yep, that's the one. And I'll put a link to that in the description and that uh, of, the, of the episode. So thanks for writing in. Next question, James wants to know, Inquiring minds want to know what video games you guys are playing during quarantine. <laughs> okay, well, I was playing uh, World of Warcraft Classic. I played World of Warcraft extensively when it first came out and beta test, all that kind of stuff. And then when they re-released the classic version, uh, you know, it was great. The nostalgia of it to go back and play World of Warcraft uh, Classic again. I leveled a uh, Warlock to 60. And then I re-rolled on another server as the Alliance side and leveled a uh, hunter and a rogue into the 30s. And then we just got tired of it, just like the old days. We just got tired. 
And so we went back to playing a game that we had played uh, a few months ago that's still a great, fantastic game called Apex Legends, which is one of the best uh, first-person shooter uh, team games where it's, you know, they drop 100 people on the island and it's last man standing. So we're, Yeah, I think it's it's basically, it came out after Fortnite and really took a lot of Fortnite's yeah, thunder Apex when it Legends came out. Apex Legends is great. So we're still playing Apex Legends. And then... I reloaded an old game that I bought years ago that is one of those games that will never leave my library because it is probably the most positively reviewed game of all time on Steam. And it's low res and low fi but it is just great. And it's called FTL Faster Than Light. And it looks like something that you would play on a Game Boy in 1993. Uh, but it's just a strategy game where you have a ship and all its components and you are traveling uh, from one point to another. And every jump you make, you get into more trouble and you have to manage your resources and, and figure out, do I spend money on fuel or hull or do I buy this new weapon? And what parts of my ship do I upgrade first? With the goal being to make it to the end and beat the boss. I have never beaten the boss. I've only made it to the boss twice. So it's not an easy game, uh, but, uh, but it, it begs for replay. Because you're constantly trying to figure out a new strategy for the game. I, I love I love games like that. So that's it. Okay, that's what cool. I'm I've uh, I've gotten a subscription to Apple launched what's called Apple Arcade. If you're a Mac user, you know that the uh, Apple's operating system isn't really built for games. Most games come out either don't run on them very well or don't run it at all. And so, um, you know, and I'm not much of a gamer because I got three little kids. And so I don't really have the time to invest games that need lots and lots of hours of play. I really do like one and dumb, I call it, (laughs) one and dumb games, like play for five minutes to distract yourself. And Apple Arcade is incredible for that. It's got hundreds and hundreds of games that are all included in a $5 a month subscription. And you can play the games are all playable on your desktop laptop, iPad, and your phone. And a lot of them now even also have like USB and uh, Bluetooth controller support. So you've got games like classic redos of stuff like Rayman and Sonic Racing, and then they have some original games, all kinds of different stuff and different types of games to get into. And initially, most of them are kind of dumb, but there are some, some definitely some winners in there. And it's a great way to just, and and also works on your Apple TV if you have oh. an Apple TV. So uh, basically, I just have a, a wireless controller. Looks like a PlayStation controller. I just pull it out of the console on my couch, p- hit up, open up Arcade on my Apple TV, and I'm playing video games on the big TV in in just a few seconds. So it's a uh, it's a really good way to get a few minutes here and there video game play without you know getting super involved. I also was a, a World of Warcraft player years ago when it first came out. And I have several characters I leveled up even into the 70s with the expansions. But I was wondering about Classic because that's what I can play on my Mac. Right. Um, did they do make any enhancements no. to the graphics or to the – it's just exactly uh, the same? No, I think I think they might have allowed a few in graphic enhancements, but that's it. They um, The release of, of Vanilla WoW was like after patch – 12.5 or something like that so it's not like the one that launched it's the one it's it's this, the game the way it was maybe six months or a year into launch when they had patched most of the of the major bugs that were in the game and it was it was great fun i mean we just you know the memories and, and playing being able to play classic uh, world of warcraft again was fantastic and we really loved it but eventually just like with the real warcraft eventually you get to the point where you go i'm just going to keep grinding forever <laughs> you're never yeah. you're never going to win it got to the point too where I was using so many plugins that the game was yeah, almost on yeah, autopilot. I don't like that either. I don't like that either. But but a lot of the plugins plugins don't work. But there were some plugins uh, that do, and you have to have. And I've, it's always bothered me when they release a game and then you really can't play it as well or effectively unless you go get third party stuff for it. It's like why don't you just 
you know, when they come out with that great third party stuff, why don't you then integrate it into your game so that we don't have to go and update the plugin and go and download the plugin. And the, the best were the auction house plugins. Those yes, are always yes. the best ones. You can make a lot yes. of money. It changes the game when you have money. Well, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. On this time around, we just, we were, we were playing it. We got to make money so we can get our horse. We got to make money. We got to make money. And finally, I reached a point when I said, you know, that's not fun. Screw it. Here's 1995 gold farmer. And the guy, and I bought like 200 gold for 19 bucks. I've got $19 and I'm not going to spend 40 hours grinding for money to buy a mount. It's funny when you think about it, when I played the game, it was like, it was cheating. It was the most loathsome thing right. in the world to buy gold on the game. And we would laugh about it. And now like 15 years later, I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm doing it in like a cost benefit yeah, analysis, like exactly return on investment. Right. I'm like, for a hundred dollars, I can buy a million gold and I never have to farm or spend any time doing right. anything. I could just buy whatever the heck and I want. And do what I want to do, which is play the game and run dungeons and do all that other stuff. Because farming for gold is not fun. No, it's not fun. None of it's fun. You know what's fun? Blasting blasting a demon in uh, the face with a bolt there of lightning. There you go. So I want to do more of that, and I need a horse to get there. So I'm going to give you nine. I'm going to give you nine dollars, and you give me a horse, and then I can go do what I want to do. Um, I, by the way, I'm talking about the other games you were talking. I love those too. I played tons of Candy Crush and Peggle and Plants vs Zombies. Those are great games. Uh, you know, I, I, I absolutely wonderful games. All right. So uh, thanks. Uh, good question, James. Way to way to stay off the photography topic because this isn't the photography portion of the podcast. Uh, anyway, so we have regular listener friend of the show, Kevin Floyd, sent us in two questions. First question is, so it's Wednesday. Uh, I wear black <laughs> T-shirts on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, gray on Tuesday, Thursday and colored shirts on the weekends. Anyone else doing anything like this? Kevin is an excellent driver. Excellent driver. Gotta, Gotta watch, watch Wagner. Gotta watch Excellent Wagner. driver, yep. Kevin. Excellent. I love Kevin Floyd because if you want to see what what I would be like if you turned me up to eleven, it's Kevin Floyd. I'm like I'm yeah, like I would agree with I'm that. like ten point five, and Kevin Floyd is eleven. Or you know he he's one just one little bit further than me in the obsessive. I want to be efficient or figure out the best way to do these things. You know, and I, this is what I love about him. Whenever I think I've figured out something. If I ask Kevin, Kevin's always figured it out one step. It was Kevin who who made me go to his studio when I had spoken in Jacksonville. And I'm like, I don't want to go to your, to your house, Kevin. I want to get up in the morning and make that long drive home. And I don't want to postpone it or whatever. And he's like, you've got to come. You've got to come. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. And I go. And then while in his studio, he proceeds to show me about four things that I now have in my studio. He shows he show me like yeah, four yeah. things. And I'm like, Oh, that's genius. That's friggin' genius. Why didn't I think about it? It was Kevin who showed me, by the way, you can buy these backdrops for a hundred bucks and you can stick them to the wall with magnets and change them out really fast. And I was like, oh, that's great. And now the company that I bought those backdrops from, they now sell a magnet system for holding their backdrops to the wall. I'm not saying they got it from Kevin. I'm just saying Kevin thought of it before anyone was selling it. Right. So he's basically uh, an efficiency nutcase. And so not like this isn't out of a compulsion that he he's going to he's going to think spiders are crawling on his skin if he doesn't wear shirts on certain days. He does it because now he doesn't have to think about exactly. what he's wearing. Exactly. Almost like a Steve Jobs or Zuckerberg type of thing. And so I will tell you that me personally, I am so far on the other side of this. The only, the closest thing I have to this is I have I have a disproportionate amount of navy blue in my wardrobe i really lean heavily because i don't like wearing black i think it it looks too dirty too quickly 
and it's not a great color on me because I'm pretty fair. And I so I have navy blue. So it's dark enough to be slimming, uh, not so dark where everybody thinks that you really listen to the Smiths too much, and uh, and also easy to find. You can find it stuff in everything comes in navy blue is one of the color options, and that's about the closest I get to that. I uh, have gotten to the point where I have one or two shirts that are my favorites, and I just switch about constantly and wear the same shirt over and over again. I'm wearing one right now. Is the the green military green looks like I've had it for a hundred years shirt. And I've got two of them. I know it. I've well. got two of them and they're identical. I wear them all the time. I mean, everybody has a favorite shirt, but when I was single, uh, for a brief time, I had five pairs of black jeans and five black t-shirts and I had other clothes, but I pretty much wore a black t-shirt and black jeans almost every day because I didn't want to have to think about it. I just, you know, you know, just get my, wear the same thing every day. And then you don't have to think, I would love nothing more than to have a job where I got to wear like a onesie. You know, you know, like just put on that big onesie every day, you know, like a mechanic, you know, or, or, or I mean, how much do you envy the folks who wear scrubs to work? Yeah, well, dude, think about this. You could do this. All you have to do is either go to school and join the medical profession or, or hear me out, become a monk. Well, I'm starting to do it. Listen, I, the last like two times I've shopped, I've just started saying to myself, just, just buy black shirts from now on. When I went to Imaging USA this year. Everything I took was black. I wore. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's a, here's a third option. If you like places that have simplified life, you don't have to do a whole bunch. A lot of decisions are made for you, and you get to wear a uniform. I think a cult might be a solid option for you. Hi, Krishna. Like, yeah, yeah. I think you could, any cult would yeah. be fine. Like, just you know, you could join. Like, uh, I've been watching uh, Waco, the Waco miniseries on Netflix about David Koresh. Star. It's starring Taylor Kitsch, and it's. Who was uh, John Carter in, in uh, that movie, and he was in uh, True Detective season two. I like Taylor because he's a great actor. He's crushing it, by the way, as David Koresh in that show. So, cult basically would be a good choice for you. You don't have to do a go. whole lot anyway. So, um, anyway, thanks, Kevin. Uh, that's a good question. I I know you well enough to know that you're not insane, but uh, no, I don't think I'm organized. Or I would love to have this level of organization in my life, but I just. Every, well, every so often I'm looking at my closet um, and I'm like, if I could just find a black shirt that I really love, I would love to just throw everything in this closet away and stock it with that shirt and wear that shirt every single day. Like Ernest goes to camp when he gets up and he goes to his closet and it's all the same outfit. <laughs> I can see you doing I like that. That, that you have now referenced John Carter and Ernest goes to camp in the same episode, two movies that no one has seen but you. Yeah. No, first of all, everyone's seen Ernest goes to camp. The ones you haven't seen are probably Ernest goes to jail and also Ernest rides again. Though, If you hadn't seen those, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. because those are the lesser known sequels. I watched a, I watched a thing on, on YouTube about, about uh, Jim Varney and it was fascinating how he was a, out of work actor and comedian, uh, he had gone back home to Nashville because he couldn't make it uh, in Hollywood. And he went back home to Nashville, and then an ad executive who he'd, he'd worked with on an ad in the past called him up and said, "Hey, I want to make this ad, and I was wondering if you could come and and you know help me out with the ad." And it was I didn't tell this story on the podcast already. I feel like I told this story. No. Uh, the the ad guy had an ad. It was a guy, some guy had bought in like a broken down amusement park. And so he needed to create an ad for the amusement park, but he couldn't show the amusement park because it was so broken down. And the guy was repairing it, but right now it wasn't quite ready. So he needed an ad. So he created this ad where it was just a person talking about how great the amusement park was, but not actually showing the amusement park. And Jim Varney helped him create Ernest 
Ernest T and Ernest T and it was just him talking to the camera. Hey Vern, hey Vern, you got to go to this place and see this thing. It's so great. It's so great. And it ran and then suddenly he got a call from a dairy company who had seen it and they said, "Hey, we would like an ad like that, you know, too. Can we use that same guy?" And he said, "Sure." And he did an ad for the dairy company about how you got to try this ice cream. It's so great. He eventually did over 800 different commercials as Ernest T. Even when he was making the movies. Is it Ernest P or Ernest P? Is World? Ernest T? World? I thought it was Ernest T. Look, we're gonna. I'm gonna Google that. But in the meantime, I think it's astounding that he never got locked down as a specific brand sponsor. He just got to work for a bunch of different he, they, brands because they were all rural. He would never do national ads. It was always rural. So it would be just like in Tennessee. He was. I, I saw an ad for him doing air conditioners. I saw an ad for him, you know, doing milk. I saw an ad for him. So it was always local, and he was just farming out around the country. And what's amazing though is that even when he had had a movie, and when he was Slinky Dog and in, in Toy Story, and when he was Jed Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies, he was still doing those commercials. The real question is who who's Vern? And I, and I think the answer is we're we're all Vern. We're all we're all Vern. Vern. You know. All right. So one more question here from Kevin. What's the best homemade uh, CV mask materials and filters? Are ports necessary? Do masks really protect you by wearing them? Uh, or is what I heard you're more protected by others wearing a good mask? I'm more concerned for my parents. My mom wouldn't make it. Dad goes out, won't stay home. Looking into masks for him when he goes in stores. Well, we are not medical professionals and anything we say is strictly our opinion and has no bearing on any expertise whatsoever. So let's get that out there. Correct. Right there. Here's All we're saying is here's what I've heard. Could be true, may not be true, and we have to be careful that we we don't want to spread uh, innuendo and so forth. Uh, the ports thing, I have no opinion on. I have read that wearing a mask is more to protect other people from your discharge than it is to protect you from their discharge, unless you are wearing a high end mask like an N95 mask, which will which is extreme filtering and will and will do a lot to protect you from inhaling. Uh, some of this stuff. But if you're just wearing a cloth mask, like a cotton mask, which is what we wear, I think that's more about stopping your stuff from getting out. I mean, think about the uh, the doctors, you know, on MASH and the cloth mask that they wore in surgery. It wasn't to protect them from the patient. It was to protect the patient from them. Uh, so, but again, if everyone's wearing the cloth mask protecting other people, then you are being protected by everyone else wearing a mask. And as far as the filters are concerned, um, I would say if you're going to put a filter in your mask, then go online and find a company that sells filters specifically for masks. They, they, uh, there are people who are saying, for example, if you buy a high-end air filter for your home, that the filtration in that filter is the same as a high-end filter that you would get for a mask, and you can just buy a, a purple filter for your home. Those are the highest ones, and then cut it up and put it into your mask. However, those companies that make those filters have not been willing to come out and say that that's entirely safe. Uh, perhaps there's some asbestos or fiberglass in that filter that you could be inhaling. So if you're going to put a filter in your mask, let's go with an actual manufactured filter, you know, buy a company that manufactures filters for masks and make sure that it's, that it's safe. Now, according to my uh, research, the first starting with the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization, <laughs> yes, they're mad. This is real data. Yeah, but you sent me the text. But, this, this morning, you yeah. sent me a text yeah. about this. First of all, I want to talk about the great information. The WHO says that wearing medical masks or cloth masks is something that you want to do if you are caring for someone uh, and uh, who it, who uh, uh, who has COVID nineteen or or you could or whatever whatever if somebody at risk. Uh, but basically, they, they say that the masks don't really do a whole lot to protect you. Right. 
And so according to the CDC's website, a cloth face cover, if everybody's wearing them, because it's very likely that a lot of people have contracted COVID-19 and have not been symptomatic, and so therefore they have not gone and gotten tested. And so you could have it, have no symptoms, and be spreading it around while you're at the grocery store. And that's really where they recommend that you wear it, because the best defense here is going to be social distancing, keeping six feet apart from other people, and washing your hands a lot. And so those two things together do most of the work. But if you have to go to the grocery store where you're going to end up coming into contact with people closer than that, that a mask, if everybody's wearing those masks or most people are wearing those masks, it really will cut down on the transmission from asymptomatic people who are infected. And I will put links to those things in the episode description. And I will jump in here and say that one of the things that I'm watching and that you, I think you will be hearing a lot about in, in coming months is that there are a couple of places, Japan in particular, uh, that where they have not locked down to the degree that we have locked down. Japan has not locked down the way we have. And Japan has, it, it appears, not had the burst, uh, the giant mountain that we've had of infection rates. So they're going to be looking at Japan and what's happened there and what they've done there and uh, to mitigate this outbreak. And one of the things that you have to know about Japan or and many of those countries is that wearing masks is, a, is something they were doing before the, the virus hit. You know, so we went to Tokyo on our honeymoon and I would say probably about two, you'd see about one or two in every dozen people is wearing a mask just every right, day. Every day. The this is a society that has been very conscious of this for a while. So when suddenly the word comes out that there might be a new virus, I'm sure it exploded. So even though they weren't social distancing the way that we are and they weren't necessarily on lockdown, they probably went to mask protocol much faster and effectively than we did. Not to mention they're also everybody had them already. Right, and yeah. And also habitually they're because they are very worried about viruses and stuff there, they're also a much cleaner society. The Japanese wash their hands more than we do. They disinfect more than we do. Uh, so that's also going to have to say, I mean, they're an island. And when you're an island, you have to really be careful because you're such a self-contained. It's like a cruise ship. Basically, Japan is a giant cruise ship. So they really have to be on their guard all the time about a viral contagion getting into their society. Here on the World Health Organization website, uh, there's a little section that I'm finding a lot of joy in today, and it's called Mythbusters. And this Mythbusters <laughs> section on the WHO website contains the following admonitions to bust myths about the coronavirus. Number one on the list, 5G mobile networks do not spread COVID-19. Uh, yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> so this is, this, in fact, remind yourself that these myths are so pervasive that the World Health Organization has to paint a whole page. Dedicated. And guess what? There are like 20 of these. You sent me, a link, you sent me a link and you preface the link with the phrase, prepare to lose your faith in humanity. <laughs> prefer <laughs> to lose what little faith you have left you may exposing yourself to the sun or temperatures higher than 90 degrees does not prevent the coronavirus that's number two you can you you can recover from the coronavirus disease catching the coronavirus does not mean you will have it for life no it's not <laughs> it's not it's not the herp <laughs> this is a great one being able to hold your breath for 10 seconds or more without coughing or feeling discomfort does not mean you are free from the coronavirus listen i'm i'm guilty of that when we first, when i first got back from las vegas and i started and i was thinking wow you know i was doing that uh, when i i when when the allergies hit me i was doing it Aller the allergies hit me really hard and i'm like oh my gosh is this coronavirus i would hold my breath to see if I could, because I thought, well, if it's in, if something's in my lungs, it's going to make it harder for me to do that. And since I had no problem holding my breath, I thought, okay, whatever's going on, it's not in my lungs, and that's where. So I'm, I'm guilty of being that the guy who actually thought that. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, okay, drinking alcohol does not protect you against COVID nineteen and can be dangerous. 
<laughs> uh, COVID-19 can be transferred in areas with hot and humid climate. Cold weather and snow cannot kill the coronavirus. We are, uh, not, it's not the zombie apocalypse. Taking a hot bath does not prevent the coronavirus. What I, what I found especially funny was that almost every single thing on there, the answer would, no matter what, can this do this and this and this? And the answer is always the same thing. No. The best defense is to wash your hands. That's like the first, that's like the first sentence of every single thing. No. The best defense is to wash your hands frequently. Anyway, so that's uh, that's about all the time we have, uh, but I will put links to all those interesting things in the episode description. But before we part ways, I just want to read two of these awesome reviews that we've gotten from listeners on the uh, Apple Podcasts. And so uh, Feldman writes in, discovered it in the past few months and have been binging this podcast so hard, I could listen to Boo-Ray and Gary talk about anything, which they do. And it's so entertaining and hilarious, waiting each week in anticipation for the next episode. And in the meantime, listening through the old ones all the time. Thank you for that, Feldman. Um, uh, Also, this one by Abby125 says, I love listening to these two and their banter. They make me laugh every single time. Plus, they even talk about photography. Really, though, they entertain, educate, and are a blast to listen to. Thank you guys for those very, very kind reviews, and we appreciate you. So uh, if you want to uh, leave us a review, do that right. You can actually do that right in the app that you're listening to on your phone, which is very cool. And we will be back with our regularly scheduled episodes soon. Uh, Bure, you got any Anything else? That's it. That's all I got. Well, thank you guys for listening to Bombs Away, the AMA spinoff of the Photobomb podcast, and we'll see you next time. See ya.